Hello and welcome to the Formula E podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, take it to the Lord in prayer. It always works out really great after that. Welcome to today's episode where I'm going to take you through round 12 of racing in the 2021 Formula E World Championship calendar. That was a mouthful of words. But nevertheless, thank you so much for joining in. I hope you have a good time with me and uh, I hope you enjoy the London Epre like I did. Enjoy. Now remember, Formula E, I always say this, we do doubleheaders usually. So over the weekend, we'll have a race on Saturday and we'll have a race on Sunday. And how that works is you do qualifying and the race, you do practice qualifying and the race on the same day. Practice qualifying and the race on the same day. So it's really packed but it works and uh, the races are short 45 minutes and a lap so a race can't even last an hour really but yes unless you have like a red flag or other station is you know stopped for a, for a long time but yeah that's formula e for you and now we're racing in london so we are at the 2021 heineken london e pre it's been a while since we last raced in london as formula e because the last race we had in london was in 2016 and that double header was won by nicholas prost for renault e dams he won both the first race and the second race at the london e prix prior to that in 2015 sebastian buemi won race two for renault e dams and sambad won race one for envision virgin racing well sambad is no longer with envision virgin racing he's with a different team now but yes He's with Jaguar, but yes, that's what he did. Now, we're racing at um, the Excel E Prix circuit. In 2016, we raced at, I think, Buttersea Park. This time around, we're at the Excel E Prix circuit. And it's a beautiful circuit. I always say a lot of the circuits in Formula E are gorgeous. But this one, it, it, it has something special about it. First of all, I have to apologize because I'm in a very windy place. I am recording from outside just before I watch the second race. So please bear with me. But yeah, I love this circuit because it has that indoor out. No, that night and daytime feeling as you race. So when you start the race, it, it's like you're watching a night race. And then, uh, you know, as the drivers get out, it, beca- it turns into like a daytime race. And I'm going to explain that later on. But before we do that, before we actually dive into the race, here's something you should know. Before we go any further into the show, thank you so much for listening to Z Formula E podcast. Now, you probably love motorsport, which means you probably love Formula One as well. And if that's the case, why not listen to my brand new Formula One podcast called ZF1 Amateur? That's right. Just Google ZF1 Amateur podcast or go to your favorite podcasting platform and in the search bar, type in ZF1 Amateur podcast and you'll be sure to have Formula One right by your side. In addition to that, you know I'm Ugandan and I love everything about Uganda. I love sharing about the beauty of Uganda, which is why I have a podcast dedicated to the beauty of Uganda. The name of the podcast is Z Humura Show. Just Google Z Humura Show or type into your podcasting platforms search bar Z Humura Show and you'll be sure to enjoy it. Okay, back to Formula E. Welcome back. 
Now, what I meant by, you know, nighttime and kind of daytime feeling when you're watching the London Ypres is the fact that um, the pit lane this time at the 2021 Heineken London Ypres is indoors. So the cars, you know, um, they, of course, usually cars come out from the pit lane and then they go onto the track. So the pit lane is indoors and part of the race track is indoors as well. So if you're watching the race in the evening, sort of in the evening, obviously indoors is a bit dark. And so the cars start, they come from the pit lane indoors. Part of the race track is still indoors. So it's dark, dark, dark. And then they get out into the daylight where it's no longer indoors. So it has that nighttime and daytime feel, which is exciting. In fact, if you like see the start of the race, you could think, oh my God, it's a night race. But it's actually a daytime race that just has both night and daytime feeling to it, which is something I found really amazing. I've not seen any other racing series really do this. But then again, I haven't watched so many motorsport racing series but i thought that was pretty cool so you come you know you start the race and it's dark indoors and the cars are racing in the dark you know it looks like the circuit is dark the track is dark and then all of a sudden they're out into the daylight where there's no roof and uh, covering and all that and you might be a little bit concerned about having cars indoors and you know you might think of emissions and you know all these fuels and all that but remember they're electric cars so you don't have that smoke and those emissions coming out so it's very safe which also reminds you and just makes you aware of you know how much safer and how much cleaner we could make our planet if we um, did things more sustainably starting with maybe say you know sustainable mobility electric vehicles and electric cars recycling and all this and all that anyway now let's dive into qualifying here's how qualifying went for the round 12 of the formula e london epri now on pole position, Super Pole, Alex Lin for Mahindra Racing. Boy, was he happy. And I was happy for him as well. Second place, Jake Dennis from Jaguar. Third place, Sebastian Buemi. Fourth place, Sajo Setekamara. Fifth place, Andre Lotera. Sixth place, Norman Nato. Seventh place, Lucas Degrassi. Eighth place, Alexander Sims. Ninth place, Nick DeVries. Tenth place, Joel Erickson. And in eleventh was Mitch Evans. Twelfth was Pascal Werlein. Thirteenth, Rene Ras. Fourteenth, Stoffel. Van Dorn, 15th Tom Blumkist, 16th Eduardo Motara, 17th Antonio Giovinazzi, 18th Sambad, 19th Oliver Tavi, 20th Nick Cassidy, 21st Oliver Roland, 22nd Robin Fiennes, 23rd Jean-Eric Van and 24th Max Ganter. So that's how qualifying went. I have to say someone who stood out for me, aside from Alex Lin was Joel Erickson. Now I've been talking about Joel Erickson a lot. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you can. It greatly helps the channel to grow. And if you've missed any Formula E race during this season, don't you worry because I've got you covered. Just go and scroll through the podcast episodes. You definitely find that race that you missed and you'll be sure to enjoy it with me. Now I was saying Joel Erickson, as I have been mentioning in the previous podcast episodes, is that if you started Formula E this year, the, the seventh uh, season in Formula is it the seventh season? I think so. The seventh season of racing in Formula E. Joel Erickson hasn't had not yet appeared until um, until we went to Valencia, I think. I'm, my memory is a bit hazy in that regard. But yes, so he has been replacing Nico Mola at Dragon Penseke Autosport. I realize I've been pronouncing that, 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 that team name's wrong, the team name wrongly. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Dragon Penseki Autosport to me. Yes, so Nico Muller has, was replaced by Joel Erickson. Now, I remember at the start, his very first race in Formula E. He's a young guy, I think about 22 years of age. 
and he did Formula 3, F3 with, I think, Lando Norris. That was, that must have been 2017. And then he moved on to DTM commitments and all that. But yeah. So he's a young guy, never seen him in Formula E or Formula 1 before. And then he comes, uh, replaces Nico Muller for a while. Super excited about it. And then I think the first race he didn't do so well. He didn't score points and he was, I think, you know, close to the bottom. I think 23rd, 22nd around there. Then the second race he finishes around 15th. And I was like, that's impressive, you know. Even for the first time that he was in the car, he didn't exactly finish. Did he finish last? I'm not sure. But he didn't perform badly to me. And the second race he finishes around 15th and now you see him qualifying 10th and I, it just makes me you know <laughs> i don't know if nico mula is on his toes worried that he could be replaced but this is a good driver you see right here you know getting a fast chance at the car in the car and then you know doing amazing things with the dragon penseki car so yes now let's get into the race that's how qualifying went now 45 minutes and a lap you know how it's done in formula e now so i always narrate what happens what happened in the race backwards going backwards so i'll tell you with 44 minutes left on the clock this is this is what happened with 20 minutes left on the clock this is what happened and uh, today is no different so let's dive into it remember i just cannot help but say this i loved racing this time around and it's so windy i don't know why but i loved racing because it was exciting you know when the when the cars are coming out of the pit lane it looks like they're coming out you know from a, a, a night race or something because it's dark and even when they start the race it's dark but then all of a sudden they find themselves on the way on on a, on a different part of a track that is that is illuminated with daylight with sunshine and all this and all that and did i mention we were racing around the royal ducks and the excel london exhibition center so pretty beautiful now 44 minutes and a lap left in the clock as they get out so they're still in that whole dark area it's almost feeling like a night race as they get out alexander sims who is in eighth gets into a collision i don't know who who um knocked him or how he got into the wall but he kind of had a bit of a collision there and i think nick defies was ninth mitch evans was 10th but alexander sims gets really badly the car gets badly injured injured no his car gets a bit of damage so we see some debris coming off alexander sims car so alexander sims debris flying all over the place and i think even mitch evans gets a bit of damage to his car and ultimately alexander sims ends up in 24th place he looked like he was about to get out of the race at that point because he had sustained damage you know as the cars you know whenever the race starts and the cars are busting out there's usually they're usually so close together because formula e is very close racing so it's not usually there's not a lot of space between them which is nice because you get to see overtakes and this and that so as they got out there was so cramped together and alexander sims paid the price he ended up in the wall and ended up with having a bit of his car flying all over the place later on 42 minutes left on the clock and the lap we get a yellow flag and that's at that point we see some bird in the jaguar in the pits and uh, ultimately we know that his race is over the moment you start pitting you know at that point then you just know the race is over but that was quite unfortunate because he was doing really really well and you so badly need these points in a formula you really need them because we're almost finishing up the season we're almost rounding it up so yeah 
So as they continue racing, 34 minutes left on the clock. Mitch Evans, remember we talked about the collusion that we had at the start of the race. Mitch Evans has now dropped to the 21st place. He was 10th, but he dropped to the 21st place. And I think that was because he also got a bit of damage with that collusion that Sambad was in it, was in. And Nick DeVries was between them grid-wise, position-wise, because some Alexander Sims was 8th, Nick DeVries 9th, Mitch Evans 10th. Nick DeVries was now in 5th place, so he didn't look totally affected too much, too affected negatively by that crash. Instead, he was making up positions, which is quite, Im quite impressive, sorry. Now, as we get to 31 minutes left on the clock and the lap, um, Norman Nato, who is in 8th place, is fighting for 7th place, which is held by Sergio Sete Camara. And as they make a turn, almost as though they were getting to as though they were getting into the attack mode area, but they didn't quite get there. Uh, Norman Nato, I don't know, kind of looks like he blocked Sergio Sete Camara. He just, you know... Um, because they were getting, um, they were making a turn. Just imagine they're coming on the right and they're making a turn to the left. And Norman Nato is somehow ahead in, <laughs> somehow ahead of Sergio Sete Camara, and he just kind of blocks Sete Camara from taking um, a position. And anyway, Nato remains eighth, and Sergio Sete Camara drops down to eleventh place. So it didn't actually work. They were trying to fight for seventh position. None of them got it. Instead, Sergio Sete Camara dropped down to eleventh, and Nato remained in eighth. Now, 29 minutes left on the clock. We see some competition again. Oliver Roland, who is in 16th, is fighting for Robin Fine's place. And Robin Fine's is 17th. And they really, I promise you, the cars touch as they are um, on the inside part of the track. So it looked like a night race at that point. And they were fighting at it. And guess what? Oliver Roland ended up taking more than he wanted. Okay, he probably wanted it, but he ended up taking more than I would have expected him to. So he ended up in 15th place with Robin Fine still down to 17th place so as these guys i don't know today's race when they were making yesterday's race whenever whenever they were making an overtake you know you try to overtake one car but eventually end up overtaking like two or three more cars so that was interesting so i think whenever now when we okay now i'm just going to say this i think whenever you take attack mode you should take attack mode well the person who's ahead of you is also taking attack mode i don't know kind of in that way you don't lose a position they um you guys don't lose positions much more quicker than if you had done it otherwise that's just my own amateur thinking in regards to formula one formula e because the last race i saw i the last race we had you know it's still on the podcast as well the two jaguar cars you know they were leading the race at some point and both of them would take attack mode at the same time that way they didn't lose positions and they didn't necessarily gain positions and now if you see the very first round 12 of racing in london um alex lean has been has been leading the race up to now he's still leading the race we're looking at 27 minutes left on the clock and it's jake dennis behind him in second place the first time alex lean took attack mode dennis jake dennis took attack mode too so alex didn't lose a place to Jake Dennis and Jake Dennis didn't lose a place to the other person but this time around 27 minutes left in the clock Alex Lean takes attack mode and Jake Dennis doesn't follow so what happens Jake Dennis leads the race and Alex Lean is now second place now, 22 minutes left on the clock and the lap. Norman Nato is served a five-second penalty. And no sooner than later, Joel Erickson, who is in 14th place, I believe, was um, 
in a fight with Robin Vines, I should say. And the cars literally came into contact with each other. They were fighting for positions. And then at a certain point, um, Joel Erickson came out ahead. And then another point, after still contact again, um, Robin Vines came out ahead. And for that reason, they were placed under investigation for contact between cars. I love the strategy with the Mercedes. Now, 10 minutes towards the end of the race, less than 10 minutes towards the end of the race, Nick DeVries activates his fan boost and that places him in second place. Now, remember, before this is how Formula E works. Before a race, I think, days before a race, literally within the week towards the race, you can actually vote for your favorite driver, fan boost them. So the top five drivers with, the, I think, the highest number of votes or something get extra power during the race. And Nick DeVries waited to use it until he until towards the end of the race that was brilliant so that placed him in second place and now as we go to the final lap i realized jake dennis's power was really 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 low i mean oh my god i've even spoiled it for you but anyway we're coming to the end of the podcast i didn't want to make it super long but yes as we go to the final lap jake dennis was running running on 0.0 percent of energy and i thought for a moment there that the car would stop and he wouldn't cross the line but he actually managed to cross the line and i don't know if you watched was it the race in valencia i don't know when the cars could not finish the race because they ran out of power and i thought it was so exciting because literally the people you thought would finish at the top of a grid couldn't finish at the top of a grid because they had run out of power and you're supposed to finish the race you're supposed to use your power you know well enough to last you through the entire race but anyway here's the result from round 12 of racing at the london epri first place win of the race is jake dennis from bmw nick defries came second for mercedes eq a third was alex lynn for mahendra racing a fourth was sebastian buemi from nissan edams fifth andre lotterer for tag Hoya porsche sixth rene russ for Audi, and his teammate lucas degrassi came in seventh eighth was stoffel van and for Mercedes, 9th, Antonio Felix da Costa for Diaz de Chita, 10th, Oliver Roland, 11th, Eduardo Motara, 12th was Pascal Werlein, 13th, Nick Cassidy, 14th, Jean-Eric Van, 15th, Robin Frines, 16th, Max Gunter, 17th, Mitch Evans, 18th, Oliver Tavi, 19th, Joel Erickson, 20th, Sergio Sete Camara, 21st, Nomenato, 22nd, Tom Blumkist, 23rd, Sambad, who did not finish the race, 24th, Alexander Sim, who did not finish the race and that wraps up round 12 of racing at the 2021 heineken london e pre now remember we have another race today which is the day i recorded the race that happened yesterday so don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order not to miss round 13 subscribe leave a review and if you'd like to get in touch please don't hesitate my instagram handle is the formula e podcast and on twitter my handle is at formula one amateur i'll be more than glad to hear from you now off we go to the round 13 of racing in london i cannot wait i hope you enjoyed it i hope you had a good time bye bye